Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 224 with Shanna Kennedy, Plan B superstar author, seven books now. You are a superstar. How are you, Shanna? I'm so good. It's so fun to be back as well. It is second second time on the show. Now, we're not going to get into your full backstory. If uh, people haven't heard about you, Shannon, or everything you've done, you go and check out episode 178. And we do a deep dive into that and how we met and everything like that. Today, we're going to talk about the plan B, your latest book, number seven, which I'm really excited about. But how have you been anyway? Because we're obviously, you're in Melbourne, I'm in Melbourne, uh, over 200 days in lockdown now. What a treat. Um, how have you been besides releasing a book? How's things? What a journey we've been on. For me, it's been... <laughs> I have to say, and I feel terrible saying this, but I, I feel like it's been a bit of a gift because I've got teenagers who, you know, year 11, year nine, and normally they'd be out, like they would just be going to parties. They're like, they're like, see your mom, don't want to know you. I have had just the most beautiful 18 months with my teenagers where, you know, we've danced together, we've cooked together, we're watching Netflix together. And normally that would all have been gone. So I do feel like I've um, really tried to make the most of this opportunity as a family. And, you know, we've had our ups and downs and, and things all around, but I wouldn't have had that really amazing time with them. So I do feel quite blessed. And, and you know, I've worked really hard, you know, really, really hard. And I'm a little bit of an introvert. So I'm very happy at home, whereas <laughs> my husband's a full extrovert and going crazy. Um, he's like, can we go for a walk? Can we go for a coffee every five minutes? Whereas for me, I'm like, no, I'm in my nest. I'm very happy. <laughs> I, I love that. And I, I think what you just said there that, um, yes, we've lost so much and everybody has that life's been really restricted. But if you look at it in another lens, then it's also allowed us to slow down and probably get things that we wouldn't have before. And I know we we're talking about before I've been at home nearly for every day of my son's life. And I previously wouldn't have had that. Yes. A lot of things have been affected, but it's really that mindset, isn't it? You can think of what you lost or you can think of what you gained. Um, and I'm not saying that's easy. And I know we talk about this a lot, but it's not something easy. And I suppose that's where this book that you wrote last lockdown. So last year, last lockdown, six of them. Um, do you want to, before we get into it, what was the writing process like? Because last year we were in lockdown. You couldn't leave your house. I know previous books that you like to escape and, and be on your lonesome. How did you actually go about it this time, Shanna? Yeah, it's interesting. This, this sort of came to me in lockdown one. <laughs> so uh, probably about March last year where, you know, I'd lost all my speaking business overnight, you know, and I was sitting in the stench of that thinking, oh, my, you know, what is going to happen? And then I was sitting there and I was thinking, you know, I've been coaching people for 20 years through change, divorce, loss of a loved one, business crises, health crises, wanting to pivot their life, change direction. And I was mulling this over. And one day I woke up at like three in the morning in the full Jerry Maguire sweat, you know, like the whole book just came into my head in one night and I got up at three in my pyjamas, all wet, clammy, and I just started typing and I, I wrote 
the synopsis. I wrote all the chapter headings and I just sent it to Penguin, got back into bed. And you know when Jerry Maguire sends and then he goes, oh, I'm not sure if I should have done that. <laughs> and my husband's like, you're an idiot. You know, you didn't proofread it. You don't even know if it sounded good. You haven't thought it through. And I said, I just had to get it out. And they said, go and write the book straight away. So when we got into that deep lockdown where we had 5K from home, 8 p.m. curfews, I'm sitting there thinking, how, how am I going to write a book with two teenagers, a dog, and a <laughs> this is not going to happen. So being my usual self, control the controllables. What can you do? Just think about what you can do. You can't go down the beach and write. You can't, you know, go down to Sorrento or Portsea or hire anything. So I hired this one-bedroom Airbnb in Elstonwick, so just one kilometre, two kilometres away, and it was terrible because it was right next to the McDonald's. So I couldn't open any windows because every time I opened a window, that smell would come in. And, oh. <laughs> anyway, I sat, I hired this Airbnb for seven days and I holed myself up in there and I wrote the whole book in six days. And I just, until my back was broken, my fingers hurt, my eyes were bleeding, it was just but it flew out every client I'd coached, every process I'd been through. How can I put it into bullet point form for all of us? No one wants to read a whole book on grief. Let's just put it in bullet point. So it's really a Jamie Oliver style book on four ingredients. You know, it's taking you through the whole process of change um, in bullet point form, basically. And it's been, it was an incredible experience because I was only like a kilometre from my house <laughs> and, and it was like I was in another world where I didn't have one distraction, not even the dog, where you can write and maybe look up six hours later and think I haven't even moved. So is that something that, well, I suppose seven books later, is that something that comes natural to you? Because I know, like myself, you're, you're a public speaker, you do a lot of keynotes, you work with clients. Is writing something that has always come naturally to you? Or is that something you've had to work at and, and really know your limitations? And like you said, lock yourself away for a week to get it done. Yeah, well, I didn't do very well at English at school. So no, writing was never on the agenda. I, I I probably nearly failed English, but um, <laughs> and I've had no writing training. I've never gone to a book writing class. All I've done is sat down and said, how can I do it so it suits me? And everyone's different. You know, some people might spend one hour writing every morning or go on a book writing camp or spend six months, you know, on the book. I just can't do that. It's too exhausting for me. And just the way that I operate, it's I have to get in the flow. And once you're in the flow, do not stop because it just takes so long to get in the flow. So I think for me, that's that works for me. Um, whereas I know other people that they could do it. It just it just doesn't suit their style. So I think any I think there's a book in everybody. Absolutely. But I think you have to do it in your own way. Mm, I, I, that's very true and I think that's life in general that there's so many different options and we all operate differently we work different hours we sleep in some get up early it's very similar as what you're saying there so let's talk about the plan b a guide to navigating and embracing change because the last 18 months if it's not a perfect book I don't know what is so the best thing about your books as well, Shane, is um, the life plan. It's so well designed. It's so beautiful. The illustration, the graphics, not only is it great to read, but it's also an amazing thing to have on the coffee table. And I know plan B is exactly the same. So let's go through the four steps and give people a little snapshot so they're going to run out and grab it. 
You're great. Well, this is a book for anybody, any human. You know, you break up with the first girlfriend, your life's over. You know how that happens. And yep. uh, that feeling, yep, yep. <laughs> um, and it's about anything. You know, for me, you know, my plan B, I'm living my plan B because I live with chronic fatigue. So my body won't do what I want it to do. It can be the job loss. It can be marriage breakdown, anything you have to go through these steps as a human being. So the first step is stage one called the change. And that is stop, just stop, take a breath. And everybody could do this now is just stop and take a breath. You know, I'm doing all of these webinars where people say, I haven't taken a breath for 10 years, or I've been holding my breath for 10 years. Like I, I actually don't even know how to breathe properly. So you know, when someone's hurt themselves, the first thing we say is stop and breathe, just take a breath. You know, when someone's having a panic, just take a breath. So our whole book, book starts with take a breath, you know, just stop and take that beautiful breath. And then it talks about acknowledge your feelings. So when we're feeling at the moment, flat, exhausted, frustrated, angry, can't be bothered, don't go and online shop and pour another glass of wine, actually acknowledge it and sit in the stench of it for a minute. And then it gets a chance to leave our body. If we keep distracting ourselves and don't let ourselves feel anything, then it stays around for a long time. So it talks all about feelings, emotions, fear, all in bullet point form, which is great. And then it talks about grief, that we're all actually in the grief cycle at the moment. And we were never taught that at school, were we? The grief no. cycle. It's not something in the curriculum where it, sh it should be because how, that's really building resilience, isn't it? Grief, how do you deal with it? And we always think of grief as going to a funeral, but we're grieving at the moment that, you know, we can't go and see our parents or we can't go and work in a cafe or we can't even have people into our home. We are grieving some of the most basic human needs of connection. So when you recognise that you're in grief, then you can put a label on it and you can say, okay, I'm, I'm grieving a bit today. So you can just know where you are on the cycle. So it's got beautiful infographics so you can see. And then choose your narrative. You know, what's your story? And this too shall pass. Because this is going to pass. This is like a three-year detour for us on <laughs> you know, where we're going. But we will get past. I've got clients over in Europe who are having, you know, holidays in the Greek islands and flying to Dubai for holidays. The rest of the world seems to be going. So we will catch up. We're a bit slow. But it will pass. So just having that this too shall pass in our mind is really important. So that's that first whole quarter of the book, um, all in bullet point form, lots of beautiful quotes to support you. And then we go into, we need to heal. You know, if you rip that tomato plant out of the soil, you need to let the soil rest. You can't put the next seed in straight away. So we actually need to allow ourselves a bit of a healing. So it talks about sinking into self-care and about health being mental, physical, and emotional. So all of us at the moment, when we're feeling so exhausted with that cumulative fatigue, we need to look at our mental, physical and emotional health. And what are the tiny little things that we can do to, to add to that energy tank? Um, so we talk about that. We talk about loving kindness and allowing our safe self to say yes. And also about finding the gift. You know, it's a really nice time to think about what is the gift of today? Like, you know, you being around for your gorgeous baby, that wouldn't have happened before. I think that's no, really important gift. Um, and then you've got this. So really thinking in the brain, I've got this, I can do this. And what am I going to do about today? And just focus on today, just today. Don't think about, oh, we've got another month in lockdown. Just focus on today 
and the brain can then handle it all. So that's that first half of the book, which is really a beautiful, you know, handle the big lemon you got thrown uh, and and then just have a nice little breath and and recover. And let's move into the fun stuff, which is let's plant fresh seeds. You know, it's called the pivot, how to redirect, how to reset and talking about let's go back to your values what do you really want? What's most important to you? And let's plan some fresh goals around that. And let's manage our time, get the diary out, support yourself, look at your habits. Um, and we start to create the new person, which is super exciting. And the last part, which is my favorite, is called Rejoice Radiate, the awakening. It's like, let's celebrate. You know, we've got to find some joy. I think people have completely forgotten how to celebrate at the moment. They're small wins. You know, we're doing this podcast. We're sharing information with people. We should be high-fiving and saying, <laughs> we're still doing things, aren't we? You know, we're still achieving things. We're still creating content. We're still educating people. It's about how to celebrate and build that resilience. But I think what people are doing is going from day to day to day with no high-fives, with no let's turn up the music and just have a bit of a blast out and a bit of fun and a bit of joy, Um with what we can do. I've done a lot of very loud music in this house and um, really fired ourselves up with through music um, in this lockdown that we're doing so much output as people, you know, just working, trying to keep ourselves positive. There's no input. We're not getting any energy from cafes, from people, from restaurants, from parties, from just catching up with friends. So if we don't create something for ourselves at home and start celebrating ourselves, we will find that we end up in a in a pretty bad funk. Mm, I, I love that too, because as you said, just in three years' time, you can still pick the book up and there'll be a point in your life where you are that you'll be able to navigate back to and, and restart from there. And the thing I really resonated with me right then, Shannon, was small goals. Ha- celebrate small wins. You know, don't be hard on yourself. If you had a bad day, the key is the next day you wake up, at least do some small wins. I know you're, you're about winning the morning, winning the day. It's very cliche, but how important is it really celebrating those small wins and going easy on yourself because the self-talk we throw at ourselves is disgusting. Um, we speak so poorly to ourselves. We would never say, I'd never say that to you when I say to myself, but it's so important that, like we said, we give each other high fives in ourselves in these in these tough times, isn't it? Yeah, and it's really toxic and it just spirals out of control and then we find ourselves really depressed and it's it's just a it's just an indulgence actually. So I don't allow myself to indulge in getting angry at the breaking news and Dan Andrews and lockdowns and I can't get let out. My hair's disgusting. You know, I just haven't had a haircut for It's really about don't indulge in that. Just where your focus goes, your energy flows. Focus on what I can do. You know, really try and find the gift of today and that. Making your bed, moving your body and mindfully breathing in the morning and the gratitude work and the stretching at night, those tiny pillars I think have really saved me is every day I've made my bed, I've gone out for an hour's walk and I've done mindful breathing in the morning and then every night finding the gift of today, what was good about today, you know, what was I mindful about, what am I grateful for, you know, with what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm so grateful I have a bed. 
and, and a shower and food and clean air. So, you know, when we finish the day like that, I think it can really help us stay a little bit motivated to maybe set one goal tomorrow. Mm, it is so true. It, and I think that's one of the big things that I'm missing particularly is traveling is so gratifying because it really does allow you to feel like how lucky we are. Do you know what I mean? That we've got no issues. The Taliban are coming in to take our home. We've got food, we've got a bed, everything like that. We're, we're missing that, but you watch the news and you get a little bit of that. And is that a way, Shannon, that people can really maybe change their mindset? Because I know a lot of people at the moment are on autopilot Um you sort of given up. I don't know if you've seen this, but people have just given up and, and, and had enough of it. What, what are some really, and people say, and I know, Oh, that's great for you, Dale. You like exercise. Oh, Shanna, you're very good at motivating yourself. I'm not. And that's fine. What, how can people change that mindset? Because at the end of the day, no one's going to do it for you. They need to do it themselves. Don't they? Yeah, no one can do it for you, unfortunately. And that's why I like sticky notes. You know, I think people need to retrain their brain. So, you know, when we have our sticky notes, yeah, I've got <laughs> really, your brain is like a computer and whatever you're telling it's how you're going to feel. So if you say to yourself, I don't like exercise, I just don't like exercise. All of my clients who hated exercise, I make them walk every day. They've changed their life just through moving your body. If you, you know, change your state, change your story, change your life. It's such a simple formula. When you're flat, move your body. You don't have to do push-ups and star jumps and go for a run. Just walk around the block, just move your body and then change your story, which is what we're telling ourselves in here is, for me, the story was always from day one, I'm being asked to sit in my home with clean air, with a bed, with hot running water. I'm not asked to go into the trenches of war where I've got no food, I can't shower. I'm being asked to stay home and watch Netflix. It's not that bad and I just kept saying that to my kids it's like we're just being asked to stay in our lovely country which is safe which has got fresh air clean food we've got everything that we need let's just be a little bit grateful here and yes we can't see our friends and yes I'm lining up in COVID lines to see my mum in the ICU you know it's tough but it's, it's, it's not that bad. It could be a lot worse. So I think that perspective, and I think when we have sticky notes around us that say, what is the gift? You know, what are your values? What's most important to you today? What's your little goal? And they're all stuck up. And, you know, next to the soap bottle, it says breathe. Take three breaths, three deep grounding breaths of clean air. There's so many people in the world that can't do that, that I feel that we need to train the brain we need to rewire the programming that we're telling ourselves. If all of our thoughts are not supporting us to feel good and then pushing us more and more towards depression, we've got to change the program. Mm. And and I know people are probably listening. It, it sounds easy. It's not. But that's why it's so rewarding. And and like you said, you don't, don't beat yourself up if you're not doing a 45-minute hit session or you're going for a two-hour bike ride around the bay. Uh, walking is one of the best tools you can do. And, and what I say to people, Shana, is go for a walk without a device or any technology and, and just have a break. Because at the moment, that's what we're doing. We're scrolling when we're bored. We're watching Netflix when we get a spare second. We're on computers all day doing work. That digital detox is important as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I say either walk in silence or put great music on. We've got Spotify. You know, there's so mm. many awesome funky tunes we could be listening to that make us feel good. 
or listen to a podcast and learn something. You've got three choices every time you walk out there. So let's go for those walks. And what's been really great for me to see is when I'm doing a lot of these webinars, some people are, are walking while listening to the webinar. And you can see them walking on the screen, you know, when everyone's got their camera on. I'm thinking, good on you. Instead of sitting in front of the screen, you've decided to walk and, and attend the webinar. So I think it's been great. And I think the local coffee shops have done so well because everyone is walking and moving mm. and getting out. So that's fantastic. And, and like you said there, you actually retain more information when you're moving your body instead of just sitting still and stagnant when there are distractions. When you're walking and listening, you're actually absorbing, you know, what you're saying. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, you know, walk with a friend, you know, just meet someone, go for a walk, have that human, you know, connection. And I think that when people are feeling flat and stuck, really, really stuck and really over it, you've got to go and arrange something for yourself. You've got to go and tick something off your little sticky note or go and meet a friend and go for a walk. But you've got to move and change your state. Yeah. Yeah. And at, at, at the end of the day, it, it is on you. And if things aren't going well at the moment, small wins, don't beat yourself up if you don't get them all, but just celebrate the little wins that you have. And, and I think that's a big thing. So Shana, one thing I'm really interested in, and I think about this a lot, what have you learned about yourself in the last 18 months through everything we've gone through? What, what have you learned, you know, that obviously you're very resourceful because you found time to write another book and, and turned a negative into a positive. But what's the one thing that you've really learned about yourself that you're probably really proud of? Um, that's a really good question. I think I've learned, <laughs> I've learned a lot about myself that, you know, I am an introvert, but I really miss speaking in front of people. So maybe I'm a bit of an introvert extrovert. But I don't like going to parties, you know, so I haven't missed any parties because I, I usually try and get out of them. So, um, but I love speaking in front of 100 people. And so I'm really learning that there's different parts of me and different elements. I've learned that um, I've never trained my brain so much in my life as this last 18 months um, because I do have chronic fatigue and depression and I've always danced with it and had to work with it. I've had to work extra like the mirror in the bathroom is full of words training my brain every morning. You've got this today. Choose joy today. You know, my to-do list, um, which is huge. It's called the joy list, joy to do. I just Ooh, I like that. that. And instead of saying, I have to do this big list, I say, I get to do this list. I get to do this. I don't have to do a podcast. I get to do a podcast. I don't have to do a proposal or finish that task for someone else. I get to do it. I get to do the dishes. I get to do the garden, whatever it is. Just I've trained my brain now to another level that I never thought possible because as a coach, you know, you have to be teaching, you have to be lifting these people. So if I'm not doing it for myself, um, it's not good. The other thing I did last year, which I haven't done for about five years, is I did employ a coach for myself. So I had a coach for the last 12 months, every two weeks in my ear, challenging me, pushing me, resetting my brain. Why are you thinking that? What else could you be thinking? Flip it around, reframe it, move your body. I had an accountability person for the first time in about five years, and it cost me a fortune. But it was the best thing that I did because it it took me to a whole new level of living in such challenging times. So it was really interesting because I was like, should I invest in myself when I'm losing all this business and no more speaking gigs? Well, 
Yes, because it took me to a whole new level and I'm speaking every week. So it's unbelievable what can happen when you just push out of that comfort zone a bit and put your hand up and ask for help because I genuinely never asked for help. And I said, I think I need help this time. I think I really want help this time. I want someone to hold my hand. I want someone to challenge me. And that was really rewarding. Mm, I, I, I really resonate with that as well, Shannon, because I don't think you can be helping others unless you're helping yourself. And how do you, you get stagnant? We all do. I've had a coach for the last year and a half and it's been the best thing I've done and continue to do um, in, in tough times because let's be honest, a lot of time we don't have that motivation. It's easier to say, I'm not going to do my joy list today because I can't be bothered. But because you're accountable, it's like exercising with somebody else. You're letting them down if you don't do it. And I think it doesn't matter, you know, seven books later, one of the best life coaches going around that helps big corporations, everyone, you're getting that as well. How important is that? And it always has been, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, Tony Robbins has a coach, you know, I mean, he's the master in the world and he has a coach. Like, we're human beings. We're not all human doings and we're not machines. And yes, we can apply all of these strategies that we're learning and they all work. But at the end of the day, we're still human beings. We're still susceptible to breaking news, to hormones, to weather, to external factors. And happiness is an inside job. And when you've got someone constantly challenging your thoughts, your beliefs, your behavior, your habits, are they supporting you? Are they destructive? And someone really who you respect and admire as your coach, it's just like walking to the, into the gym. If I had to go in on my own, I'd pick up these very little weights. But <laughs> I'm going full line changing my body because I respect them and they're there and they've got, they've got energy. And so all the energy that we're giving to our clients, you know, we hope that that's lifting them to another level as well. Mm, very true now last question for you before i let you go because i know how busy you are and i did just see your joy to-do list and it is very big shanna um, <laughs> how are you going not getting because like i love speaking on stage too and i it actually makes gives me so much energy how are, how are you replacing that i know you're doing a lot of webinars and things like that but it's not the same so how are you getting that that hit that bit of joy that rush that you can't physically get in person now yeah, I don't, I don't think I can replace it, you know. It's so, it's so different, isn't it, when you're on stage and you're, you've got 100 people there and you're gathering their energy and it's lifting you. And then you have to come down off the high, right? So the highs aren't there, um, but it is nice to see 100 people on the screen, but it's not the same. It's like a full output with not much input. So it's, it is very important now what I've been doing is really focusing on my own refueling, having acupuncture, lying down with my legs up the wall all the time, you know, inverting my body as much as I can, doing some headstands. I've really got to try and genuinely put that music up really loud to, to put the joy back in. And I went and got myself a yes button. I don't know if you've ever seen these yes buttons. No, but talk to me. What's this? Okay, so every time between every client and before even this podcast, I press the button and I go, are you ready for this, Shannon? Are you ready? Yes. Yes, So okay, you're ready to go and cook dinner? Yes. So button that's been my best friend and it just makes me laugh every time and I say okay you're ready to do some more Instagram posts I just press the button and some funny voice will come out and 
I just find it really lifts me because I'm pressing it like six times a day, seven times a day. And also every time I go to the bathroom, I wash my hands really slowly. Six times a day, I take three big breaths. Oh, I just really try and energize myself. I look in the mirror, I say, you've got this. And then I drink a glass of water and I go back to the laptop. So it's like every day is a marathon, but there I'm doing all these little drink stations. I'm refueling all the way along, pressing my yes button, taking my three deep breaths, washing my hands slowly, just gathering myself because I've got to go out of that door and handle my husband, who's a CEO, who's dealing with lots of crap. And I've got two teenagers who've got lots of hormones and lots of stress and lots of school and lots of missing their friends and all kinds of stuff. So I think it's really important that we each as individuals take that responsibility to ground ourselves, to refuel as best you can, doing what makes you happy, which is different for all of us. For me, it's music and breathing. For us, other people, it's doing a hit workout or whatever it might be. I'm not very good at that. But I do walk every day. But I think it's about building your recipe and putting it on a sticky note and saying, have I done that today? Because that's actually what works for me. Mm, and I love that. And, and there's three scientific evidence back ways that improve your mood. And that's laughter, exercise, um, and what's it, and music. There you go. So dancing. So, so if you're not doing those, everyone's got one, pick one you like and get that into you big time. Now, Shanna, uh, where's the best place to find obviously plan B? Is it on your website? If they just search Shanna Kennedy, it comes up everywhere. Audible. Where, where do we get it? It's everywhere. It's Big W, Target, <laughs> Tamer, Dimix, Booktopia online. Um, it's on Audible as well. You can listen while you go for a walk. But I really invite people to get the hard copy because your whole life, this will support you. It doesn't matter what is happening in your life, whether you need to refresh yourself or something's happened to you. All of the, it's like 20 years of answers right there um, in a beautiful coffee table book for you. So um, it is a great gift for anyone who's hurting right now or someone struggling to go through that grief cycle and just maybe understand and teaches them how to heal. So it's a wonderful gift. It's it's only, you know, $20 or something like that. It's not expensive um, and it's really a nice handbook to have in your home. Mm, and, and I can second that. Um, I know mine's in the mail um, and I've got the life plan on the coffee table. What a nice idea at the moment. If somebody in your life is really struggling, buy a copy of plan B, write a lovely handwritten note on the inside and say why you're thinking of this person and why it might be suited for them and send it to them in the mail. It'll seriously make their day. Um, and I know it'll make Shanna's. Uh, Shanna, Thank you so much for being on the podcast again. And, and guys, if you like this, remember episode 178, you can hear more about Shana where she was very vulnerable and shared about burnout and chronic fatigue and everything like that. I um, mean, get the backstory and more about the life plan. First original book. Um, Shana, thanks again. It's been an absolute blast. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for having me.